Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Friday night, Sports Open Line. Joe Pot back with you in for Matt Pauly tonight. Lots of, lots of happenings uh, right before we started here tonight. I, I was joking with our uh, sports director, Tom Ackerman, because the last time I was in Sports Open Lion was the week of the Kyle Gibson-Lance Lynn moves for the Cardinals. In fact, the Tuesday and Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So the Tuesday before Thanksgiving was when they when they officially announced those two signing, press conference at Bush Stadium, all that good stuff. So uh, it was, you know, I had lots of news to cover. It was It was makes it easy when you've got this breaking news to cover and talk about. So when Tom asked me about coming in to tonight, I said, yeah, just make sure we've got news to cover again, right? Like totally joking. And here we are with a couple of trades, both the blues and the Cardinals making swaps this afternoon ahead of our show. Uh, the blues are losing, by the way, it's a two to one game in Columbus uh, right now. They are just starting the second period in Columbus. They if you didn't hear, swapped Robert Bertuzzo this afternoon for a seventh-round draft pick uh, to the New York Islanders. That's a 10-year guy uh, from your organization. So that's a long-tenured player that is going uh, out of your organization for the Blues. And, of course, the Cardinals sending Tyler O'Neill to the Red Sox for a couple of minor league right-handers. I was just looking around here as the news was going on, kind of looking for reaction. And this, is, I don't even know what the site is, but... It says MLB analyst makes honest assessment of Tyler O'Neill's Boston switch. This is a quote. This is a really good move by the Red Sox. But then as you dig in and you see it's Dan Plesak who they're think who they're talking about from MLB network. And it is based on a tweet that has a little clip of him. And he says, this is a really good move by the Red Sox. If he's healthy, it can hit 25 to 30 home runs. Of course he could. We know that he could. We know that in St. Louis, again, we talked about what Tyler O'Neill can be, what he has the potential to be. We saw that in 2021. Unfortunately, that if he's healthy is a huge caveat, and it's a huge caveat that hasn't gone the Cardinals' way the last two years. He played in 72 games last year for the Cardinals. He played in 96 games in 2022 for the Cardinals hitting a combined 23 home runs over those two years. So, yeah, 
it could be a great move for the Red Sox. And we even talked about that a little bit, and that's something that John Mozeliak addressed this week when they talked about moving Tyler O'Neill. There is great potential. At some point in time, you have to reach that potential. And he did reach that potential. It looked like he was going to be over the hump in 2021, and he's gone backwards since then. He won a gold glove in twenty in 2020, playing in 50 games. Obviously, that was the shortened season. He won a gold glove in 2021. He was a top eight MVP vote getter. He was eighth in the National League MVP voting. But then he's regressed back to not being able to stay on the field, and that is the downfall of Tyler O'Neill. So, yes, it could be a great move for the Red Sox. It could be a great move for the Cardinals, too. What if Nick Robertson just comes out of nowhere and he's a, a shutdown guy in your bullpen? What if he is one of those guys that, uh, you know, becomes exactly what we heard Katie Wu talking about at the end of that first hour, right? A high leverage guy to compliment Gallegos and Romero and, of course, Helsley. Like, he, he could be that as well. We don't know. And we certainly don't know about Victor Santos. Like I said, when we were talking to Lynn Worthy, I think that he might have been a little higher on him than I am. I really don't know about Victor Santos. But... Again, maybe it's something, maybe it's not. Maybe, as we also talked about, the money the Cardinals saved that they had budgeted for O'Neal, they would have spent on O'Neal had he stayed here. They Maybe that becomes your high-leverage uh, bullpen guy. And then it's, again, it's a great trade for the Cardinals, perhaps, depending on what happens from this point forward. Or maybe that money is used to offset a salary or to uh, augment a salary if you are making a trade, if you are bringing somebody else in, if you are taking on some salary. So there is a lot still to come. And this also goes back to the point of that's why it was important for the Cardinals to get these moves, especially the starting pitchers, get some of these things done uh, early in the offseason because that's what it's done for them. It's given them this leverage. It's given them this flexibility here as we get uh, deeper into the offseason um, because they did that, because they made some of these moves much earlier. So I'm excited to see. I'll see what they do, and we can assess this all as we get uh, into the season. And hopefully those are the kind of things we're discussing is how good that move turned out to be and all of the benefits that it brought along with it, all of the uh, sort of uh, you know side benefits that it brought along uh, with it, with this deal. And, and it's probably been not the last. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they'll stay in the free agent market, which is where they have been and which is where they have been more comfortable, seemingly, over the last few years, um, certainly in the offseason than the trade market, which is where they've spent more time uh, during the season using that uh, trade deadline. Obviously, last year it was to do much more offloading, but the, for the uh, couple of years before, Certainly they were making acquisitions. They were making pitching acquisitions for the most part um, in the years leading into last year before they had the bad ones. So if we're talking about those things, it probably means the season is going much better than 2023 was going, which it seems hard to imagine that it wouldn't be going better than 2023. But if it's not, then there'll be certainly other things that we'll be discussing during the season other than these moves. So I'm excited. I, I think that I just don't think that, Tyler O'Neill was going to, even if he, if he, let's say he reached that potential in Boston, I don't know that he was necessarily going to reach it in St. Louis anymore. I think that that ship had sailed. It certainly felt that way. All signs were pointing that way. Uh, and then, and if, if you had any question, it was cleared up by John Mozeliak's comments 
uh, at the at the winter meetings in Nashville. We'll have lots to do here the rest of this seven o'clock hour. Uh, uh, we'll have Bob Ramsey coming up on the other side uh, of our first break here in this hour, and we'll talk some slew basketball. I'm interested to get his take uh, on what he has seen with the Billikens because it has really been an up and down year. Um, I think probably close watchers of the program, they would probably say it's a down year. There's been some scores that game against uh, Southern Illinois Carbondale the other night, just not anything that I think, uh, certainly not anything I expected. Um, But then you see SIU go out and beat Oklahoma state the other night in Carbondale as well. So they have played quite well this year um, from that standpoint. So perhaps they've run into a really good uh, Carbondale team. I don't know. uh, And I haven't seen, and I won't see Carbondale in person this year. Uh, they're six and two though, and they've again they've got that win over Oklahoma State. Uh, they also beat New Mexico State this year. I'm just looking at their schedule. Um, so yeah, maybe they just ran into a really good, uh, a really hot Carbondale team. That might be the case. But they've had some other losses. St. Louis has they they really didn't look good. I I did get a chance to watch their game against Vermont um, in the uh, Myrtle Beach tournament that they were in Myrtle Beach Invitational. They really didn't look good in that game against Vermont. Uh, and then, of course, lost their final game in that tournament to Wichita State. So we can talk about all those things. They dropped that close, uh, not a close game, I should say, to uh, Utah State. It turned into a closer final score, but it wasn't a close game throughout most of that one. Uh, and again, they're trying to snap a three-game losing streak as they uh, welcome Hofstra tomorrow to Chaffetz Arena. They will also have uh, Louisiana Tech at Chaffetz Arena before the uh, – Conference season starts, and they've got to travel to NC State. So they've got a road game and an ACC opponent uh, coming up, and then um, A10 play starts in January. And so that's uh, that's where the Billikens sit right now. And so the voice of the Billikens, Bob Ramsey, you hear him here on KMOX. He'll be our guest uh, on the other side of the break. We'll talk to him about that. We'll talk to him. I'll bring up the Cardinals. I'll see what he has to say about the Cardinals because he's always good to talk some ball as well. So Bob Ramsey coming up next. It's Sports Open Line here on a Friday night. Joe Pot in for Matt Pauley. We'll continue on the other side of the break on Camo X. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Friday night version of the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Joe Pod in for Matt Pauly here on this Friday night as we continue our sports conversation, and we welcome in on the Quiver River Electric guest line. He is Bob Ramsey, and you hear him right here on Camo X with Earl Austin Jr. calling the Billikens games. Hello, Rammer. Hey, good evening, Joe. How are you, sir? I am well. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Fantastic. So uh, I've already teased that we can talk a lot of things. Of course, uh, Billikens basketball. We could also talk uh, Cardinals baseball. Uh, so let's start there with the trade. Did, uh I'm of the belief that the Cardinals basically got what they were going to be able to get for Tyler O'Neill. Well, you have to assume that, that the, you know, that they shopped around and got what they, I mean, they wouldn't um, intentionally take less for the guy, you know, and, uh, and I'm sure the Red Sox feel like they got what they wanted. They were, they were trying to buy low, right. Yep. With the, with the, uh, you know, the possibility that if the kid stays healthy, not really a kid anymore, but that if the player stays healthy, especially with the green monster, that he could do some real damage. And if he doesn't, and if he remains injury prone, did it really crush their dreams of postseason? Absolutely not. So I think um, the Cardinals and Tyler had, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. And I think it was time for both parties it was clear both parties were ready to move on. And um, so, yeah, I think it's one of those deals where, where uh, both teams will be fine. And in the end, if O'Neal returns to uh, 2021 form, um, the Red Sox will feel like they, they won the deal. But, uh, you know, I think to me it's not the kind of deal where you say win or lose. Hey, we need to clear a guy out. Um, you like his upside, let's go ahead and make a deal. Agreed. I, I, I completely agree. It's a, it is a very utility, utilitarian trade, it feels like, but, <laughs> but certainly has, you know, the opportunity. It could be good for both sides. Indeed. Uh, Bob yeah, Ramsey with know, us. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to interrupt, but, you know, the thing with me is I'm, I, I know I admit up front I'm too old school. The, the, the thing, aside from the injuries, we can argue whether they're self-inflicted because of the heavy workout load and all those things. 
But aside from the injuries, I just felt like that uh, Tyler could have actually been better here had he not tried to hit home runs and just let his natural strength take over. Uh, and, and by doing so, I bet he could. I bet he could cut his strikeouts down by a third, and hit as many or more home runs because he's so doggone strong. And if he takes that approach in Fenway, he could have a monster year, assuming health. Well, yeah, and I wish him the best. I I absolutely yeah, agree. I have nothing against him, but I also agree that it did feel like it had sort of come to the end between the Cardinals and Tyler O'Neill. So I don't. I don't. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, I think we're in agreement there. Uh, let's talk some Billikens basketball. Uh, this is a team certainly that is struggling at the moment. I, I said it's kind of been an up and down year. I said uh, before the segment, um, and I think that probably maybe a, a guy like yourself or guys more closely attached to the program would consider it more of a down year. But your assessment just of what you've seen from the Billikens so far this year. Well, it's a real broad question, and, um, you know, if you say, oh, no, we're fine, well, people will balk at that, and, and if you say, oh, we're terrible, that's no good either, and I think the answer typically in most sports questions is the gray area in between, and I think there's still a lot of potential to win a bunch of games this year, and I think for you and I to step back and try and be as practical as possible, you've had opportunities to set yourself up for an at-large bid. And I think and you've seen a lot of college basketball, Joe Pot. We'd agree. The at-large thing, that's a pipe dream at this point because those opportunities have slipped through your fingers. But so what do you do now? Now you say, how can we gear toward conference season to set ourselves up so that when March rolls around, we're playing our best basketball and look to make a run? That's got to be a realistic goal. You can't ask a program to say, "Ah, well, we messed up early. We're going to throw in the towel. And I can tell you, even if if you're a person who believes that, Travis Ford does not believe that. Chris May does not believe that. The players do not believe that. And so what's the most realistic way to get the most out of the season you can? Again, trying to be as pragmatic as possible. Point one, you got to get healthy. By the end of the Drake game, the Bills were down to seven scholarship players. It appears Kellen Thames may be back for tomorrow's game with Hofstra. We'll see. He's got a bad ankle. I don't believe Larry Hughes practiced today, so unless something really remarkable happens, he's probably not going to be dressed. Fingers crossed that he can. So you've got to try and build back up that you can get your regular rotation back. So what do you do between now and then? You can't postpone your games, right? You still got to go play them. So Travis and the staff got to figure out what's our best chance to win in the short term with what we got. And that, I believe, is counting on Bruce Young and Steph Van Bussel, your two bigs, to give you some significant minutes and sort of um, reform what your offense and defense is supposed to be. And the problem there is, you're trying to teach it in a few days. And uh, I just tell you this, there's a lot of teaching going on and winning in the short term uh, and competing in the short term is the goal to get ready when, and so that you're ready when guys start getting healthy and coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not having, you know, not having St. Louis as an opponent 
personally for SIUE. So I haven't looked at a lot of St. Louis, uh, a lot of the Billiken stuff. But what has stuck out to me when I've dug in or what I've looked is uh, shooting percentage against. Some of the defensive numbers are not what I would expect just looking at a Billiken's team from the outside in. Yeah, and I think it's guys getting more minutes sure. than you had planned, guys getting – well, for for instance, you didn't get to your fourth point guard on Wednesday night. You were off your point guard depth oh, chart. Gosh, George Churchich has never played point guard. He had to come in and play significant minutes at the point. Hey, everybody has to deal with injuries, you know. You know, don't cry for me, Argentina. Right. Hey, <laughs> you got you got you know, here. Hey, this is what this is what we got to do. The game's scheduled. We got to play. But my point is, so you're you're trying to sort of piece it together uh, until you get there. And and I thought on Wednesday night, despite blowing a lead, the guys that were put in unfamiliar positions really played their hearts out, and I was very impressed by that. Bob Ramsey with us, the voice of the Billikens. You hear him here on a KMOX, of course, with Earl Austin Jr. How many years together for you guys now on the broadcast? This is 34 together, I believe. Wow. That is, uh, it comes through. I, I, I've told you before, it is the, it is an enjoyable broadcast from start to finish. It doesn't matter uh, what the score is necessarily. I enjoy the banter back and forth. I enjoy Earl's commentary, your play-by-play, obviously. Uh, I just think it's, it is a tremendous listen on radio, in my opinion. Well, Joe, you're so nice as a tremendous play-by-play guy in your own right. That means a lot to me as a peer. And um, it's just something that Earl and I, it, it, we, we openly talked about it over 30 years ago, that we wanted to try and put fans right next to us. And, um, you know, I think we're a really good counterbalance. It's funny when one of us is going nuts, the other one's calm <laughs> and vice versa. And and I, I think it works, and we try to – we try to have fun, and that's the whole point of a of a rights holder play by play. In my view, I mean, we could have a we could have a play by play think tank somewhere and and uh, uh, sometime and and talk about uh, those philosophies. But I think to be as realistic as possible, your job is to sell the program. And if it sounds like you're having a good time, winning or losing, I think it helps sell the program. Amen. I agree with you 100. percent I like that. I'll leave the think tanks to other. We can leave that to other play-by-play guys. Ram. <laughs> yeah. So uh, people have heard me. They don't want me thinking. Too much. There, there's no. There's no think tank. Uh, what is your? What have you seen from the Atlantic Ten uh, so far this year? Any surprises? Um, as you, uh, the Bills have, I think, three games before they get into a ten play at the beginning of January. Um, yeah. It, it, does it anything there? Anything you've seen so far? Uh, we've seen Dayton. We were at Dayton to start the year, um, and obviously they lost a, a player to injury at the start right. of uh, in that game, as a matter of fact. But um, at least they look like they're going to be challenging for the top of the league again. I think until somebody proves they're better, I think you have to respect the Dayton Flyers, even without Malachi Smith, um, their great point guard. Even without him, somebody's got to take the top dog out. That, that's kind of the way I look at it. Will it be DCU? I don't know. Um, uh, never sleep on the great coaching by Mark Schmidt up at St. Bonaventure. Uh, you know, um, Loyola is much better than they were last year. Uh, and so um, I think it's some of those teams 
that will we'll, we'll try and figure some things out. Um, LaSalle may be a little bit better. I'm, I'm somewhat skeptical. I think St. Joe's has made some strides, but I'm not willing to put anybody ahead of Dayton until, until they show they can go into Dayton Arena and, uh, and get some victories. Yeah, it's a it's a tough place, uh, and it's it was it was a really good test for for SIUE to start the year there. Uh, again, Hofstra tomorrow. You can hear it here on KMOX. That's a two p.m. tip off. So pregame one thirty, one forty five, one forty five here on KMOX. Rammer, always appreciate the chance to catch up and chat a little bit, and uh, wish you and the Billikens uh, luck going forward. Joe, you too, and our friends over at SIU Edwardsville. We've got three Division One schools in the market now, and I think it makes an opportunity to grow the game of basketball throughout the metropolitan area and in the region. And and you and I love basketball, so we think that's a good thing. Oh, for so sure. Thanks for yeah, thanks for the time, Joe. And um, talk to everybody tomorrow afternoon. There you go. There's Rammer, the voice of the Billikens, here with us on Camo X tomorrow, two o'clock tip off with Hofstra pregame at 145. We will switch gears back to some soccer talk on the other side of the break as the Graybar Sports Open Line continues on a Friday night. Joe Pot in for Matt Pauley, back on Camo X right after this. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Friday night edition of the Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Joe Pot in for Matt Pauley. Glad to be with you. Glad you're with us. Glad to be joined by our next guest on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. You, you have heard her all season long covering St. Louis City SC on the sidelines, on the broadcast, and then on the St. Louis City Soccer Report. She is Jen Cease. Jen, nice to catch up with you on a Friday. Happy Friday evening. Thanks for having me. How are you? Real good. It's it's you know seven thirty six and it's really dark outside. <laughs> it stinks, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. I I feel that way. I I you know leave work at four forty five and it's getting dark already. It's terrible. That's right. That's right. And I was looking back. I was listening to you, Joe, at the beginning of the show and the hour, and I think you were reflecting back on your last time doing sports up online. And I was kind of reflecting back on the last time we did a St. Louis city soccer report on Sundays. And the last one was November 12th. So, you know, it's been a minute since, and so much was going on at the time. St. Louis city, of course, coming off of an early exit from the playoffs. 
um, and a lot also happening on the college side. I think your own SIUE Cougars had won the Ohio Valley Conference. Indeed. Uh, Regular season tournament. (laughs) uh, Yeah, unfortunately, the first loss of the year came in the NCAA tournament. So that's uh, right. That hurt. But, you know, it was a fantastic season and a really nice um, return to prominence, I would say, for the for the Cougars. For sure, for sure. And it was really great to talk with Kale at the time. And, and in the meantime, um, you know, the, the St. Louis Villikens women were on an upward trend. And, you know, so many things around November and December are either continuing to rise for some teams and then coming to an end for others. Uh, Jen Cease with us here. When you uh, look back at the St. Louis City SC season, and, and um, not just you, but I know as the as the staff, as the coaches, all of them, it's there needs to be a little separation, right, from the disappointment of an early end to look back and say, uh, to to reflect on how good of a season, what kind of a landmark season it truly was for this franchise. Yeah, for sure. I think there's it's both. I went back and listened to, we often have Dale Shilley on on Sundays. He's the Y98 analyst in the St. Louis City Development, um, the City Academy direct Development Director. And, you know, Dale, I think, put it really, really best that there's kind of this this good period of time you want a little bit of time to pass like to get some perspective but not too much time to pass that you don't feel the pain right of of whatever was your pain points in the season whether it was early on whether it was in the middle or at the end like it was for st louis city where they didn't perform as they wanted to and expected to in the playoffs that you don't forget what those pain points were so that you make the proper moves and as we've seen st louis city has um started to make some moves but absolutely coming off of a fantastic particular beginning part of the season where nobody uh not even not even their own Lutz Fennenstiel expected their performance to be what it was to be top of the western conference to be people that we stopped talking about St. Louis City as an expansion team probably about midway through the season and then only started talking about it again towards the end when we realized this expansion team was sitting atop a conference but what a great season overall and I think lessons to learn along the way about what it's going to take to be in the end finishing with the top teams in the league. And and uh, I, I was talking to Daniel Esteve earlier in the show as well, and we kind of talked about the fact that this is still part of a a, a larger plan, a, a more a longer-term plan. And so because of the success that they did have, particularly in the first you know three quarters of that season, it maybe looks like, oh, it's a it was a quick rise, and maybe it was, but it's a kind of a combination of a little overachievement as well, because this really is part mm-hmm. of a larger plan for Lutz Fan and Steel, for Bradley Carnell, and for this management group. Absolutely, um, Lutz and Bradley met with media after you know the Wednesday after their their loss uh, to end their their season, and both of them reiterated the fact that they were super proud of the season. Lutz reminding many that to get into the playoffs was year two. That was a year two check mark. So to not only have the one successful performance that they have, and we know you can define success in many, many ways, but overall successful performance and also to, to check the box of getting into the playoffs and maybe check another box of being atop the Western conference. They certainly ended up, you know, again, when you're an expansion team and you get people, you get your opponents to look at you, differently that you kind of forget that expansion teams should be in your your nomenclature for a year um, is a huge compliment to the momentum that they had from the beginning of the season. Jen C's with us here on Sports Open Line. Uh, what do you uh, make of the 
uh, trade that we did talk about earlier, but Jared Stroud, Lucas Bartlett, at least reported to be going to D.C. for Chris Durkin. Well, I'll tell you what. So, so a little bit of inside information. My um, my twelve year old son, uh, my youngest daughter, and my husband actually ran into Jared Stroud today around town. And although nothing can be confirmed for sure, obviously they are professionals. These players know that this is part of the job, right? It's part of the job that you may or may not be with the city that you want to be with, um, or you might have a short stint in that city. Sometimes that's good. (laughs) They'd rather move somewhere else. And in Jared Stroud's case, it's not great um, that, that if this goes through, like it's expected to, that, you know, he will very much miss being a part of St. Louis. Um, They had just bought a house. He was looking forward to really potentially making this his home for a while. And, and he will be very disappointed to leave. Yeah, that I, you know, that is part of it that I think that folks kind of forget uh, when they think about, you know, that it's kind of been a theme today. Lots of deals going on: the Blues, the Cardinals, the right. the possible St. Louis City. I think people do forget that, you know, these aren't necessarily commodities. They are human beings, and there are things exactly as you say. There is life that that happens along the way. That while they're playing sports, they often have kids in school and uh, significant others with jobs with careers with friends all of those things so that's a it's a really good point yeah and you know to be honest with you from getting to know jared in particular i I didn't get to know lucas quite as well but getting to know jared over the season um i really appreciate him not only as a human being um but as a as the player i think it's often forgotten um jared is one of those players that doesn't necessarily put the stats on the stat sheet. So when you look back and you look at those things, he did have one of his most successful seasons in his career, actually, with St. Louis City. I think he found his stride with with Coach Carnell. I think that's his kind of coach. I think the style of play is his kind of play. He loves living in this city, um, likes this part of the country, likes the city. Um, he did have many things for his own, but you know, when you look back on just games and you say assist, you say certain certain numbers, doesn't necessarily rack those up. He did have very influential parts of the season. Those those kind of mm, those those players that fly under the radar and make impacts without necessarily us remembering that. I think Jared Stroud was one of them. And personally, I'm disappointed. I know it's got to be part of a greater deal, and I'm sure we're going to be uh, well off for getting the acquisition from DC United. Uh, I think that DC United is is going to get a fantastic player in Jared, and I think we're going to miss him. Yeah, I think you make a good point. Uh, when we were talking to to Daniel, he 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 liked the addition that Chris Durkin could be to uh, to St. Louis City. But again, you you have to think about the per, the player and the person going the other way as well. Uh, what is the off season like for Gen C? So, what are you covering now, or are you just taking the time to not have to worry about being um, covering anymore? Well, you know that's that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> It, when it comes to the the game of soccer, it never ends. Right. So my 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 kids continue to have games, of course, and following the the, the college game. Um, actually, I found myself fortunate to be in uh, Dallas, Texas, this these past three days to watch the U.S. women's national team play China, um, and then go actually to their players' ball, which was. Uh, you know, uh, courtesy of 85 OG Ruth Harker was going there and I got to be her plus one. And that was an exciting event to see and be a part of um, brought a few tears to my eyes when it comes to seeing the women taking their, their place in this game and getting the recognition they deserve. So when it comes to MLS uh, just been watching like everybody else, uh, 
I was surprised to see rumors of the trade like everybody else and, and getting my thoughts together on it. But um, when it comes to the game itself, it, it definitely never uh, ends in my home. That's for sure, Joe. And are they <laughs> the kids playing, always have a game. <laughs> are they playing indoors now? Yeah, there's some indoor. Actually, my son, my 12-year-old son, the one who saw Jared today, he actually has one more outdoor game. Okay. You know, you get, have a few of those reschedules to get done before it gets too cold. Um, but then, yeah, you go indoor and you play with some futsal and you do some indoor training while you're getting ready for, you know, seasons really in the youth game for St. Louis. We'll usually try to kick off in that second to last weekend of February if the if the weather cooperates. So it's just like the MLS season. It's not that far off. I know it is. It is crazy. And the MLS season stretches so long when you talk about it uh, <laughs> it's like the end of February, like his opening day, right? The last weekend in February. Is that when we. Uh, is that when they did it? For the most part, yeah. I think it was right there and and working and and being married to a a now retired, but FIFA referee Mm -hmm. and MLS referee, the referees will go back into their camps usually about the end of January looking to, you know, go into their reviewing rules. I I would really love them to assess that handball rule. Let's get on (laughs) the same page with that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they'll get in their camps and then, as we know, City will, will come back as early, if not earlier, now being involved in, uh, you know, Champions Cup and, and being a part of that play and expanding their roster like they are with Chris Durkin um, and who knows what else is to come. You know, it will be just on the other side of the holidays, I think, when things start heating back up in a in a game that seems to go almost all year long. Wow, that is, yeah, that is crazy to think about. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking some time uh, and chatting with us here, and uh, I look forward to uh, the next time we get to do it. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Jen Cease with us here. You hear on the St. Louis City games as well as on the St. Louis City Soccer Report. Glad she could catch up with us here on a Friday night. One final segment to go. Uh, If you would like, we probably do have time for a call or two. If you want to react to anything that has happened, Cardinals trade, Blues trade, anything we've talked about tonight. So if you would like to, uh, it's 314-436-7900. And uh, if we have uh, any calls, we'll take those in our last segment. Joe Pot in for Matt Pauly. It's the Graybar Sports Open Line. Back after this on Camo X. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, Camo X. Joe Pod back in on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Final segment here on this Friday night. In for Matt Pauly tonight. Glad that you have uh, let me sit in for Matt. And uh, nice for Matt to get some much-needed uh, time off. He's been away uh, covering the baseball winter meetings. He has a family that he uh, probably would like to see, and they would like to see him as well. So I am happy to be able to give him a respite when uh, we have that opportunity and uh, he will be back next week and uh, back in the uh, chair here hosting uh, Sports Open Line. So I, I did say if you would like to get in and react to the Cardinals trade or uh, react to the uh, Robert Bortuzzo trade, for uh, example, because that's a guy I, I saw a lot of social media. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of thank yous basically to Robert Bortuzzo has been 10 years in a Blues uniform, 420 something games that he's played in the Blues uniform, which these days, that feels like a really long time. I don't think at one point in time that didn't probably feel like as long when you were talking about the tenure of some of these athletes. Ten years now, it's almost hard to imagine 
that a player could spend 10 years in one spot. Um, it, speaking of which, December 8th was the day that Albert Pujols signed with the Angels in 2011. So you think about that because he had obviously played his first 10 years in St. Louis, uh, first 11 years of his career in St. Louis. And that was a guy that you, at the time, felt like, oh, he was going to be, he was going to spend his entire career in St. Louis. I, I, it's one of those weird things. I remember where I was, like when that went down, I was, I don't know why, but I was at home and I know it was a weekday, but I was at home and watching, you know, MLB network because it had kind of started chatter of what was going to happen or that it could be happening, all this stuff. And, you know, we had heard for weeks that maybe the Cardinals weren't going to be in on it, all this stuff anyway. But that goes back to that. Like, so there's a player that had spent 11 years in one place. And then if you recall, if it, as a fan, like how that felt when a guy like that left, I think that there's some of that with Robert Portuzo. He was on the Stanley cup winning team in 2019. Uh, been a long time in your organization. Now it didn't come up through your organization as Albert Pujols had done with the Cardinals. Um, but still a guy that has been a real key part of this organization only played in four games this year for the blues. Uh, and certainly you wish him the best of luck going forward with the Islanders. The Blues, by the way, are still trailing in Columbus. They are getting, uh, they just finished the second period, it looks like, and they're down 2-1 to one to Columbus there. They will go to uh, Chicago tomorrow and then come home for three games. Uh, to, uh, after that, they've got three games coming up at Enterprise Center. So if I don't do it uh, as we go along here, thanks to the guests tonight, Lynn Worthy, Daniel Estebe, uh, Bob Ramsey and Jen Cease all helping us out. Nice to kind of catch up and chat a variety of things here tonight on a Friday night. Thanks so much to Kyle Sixta. He's been behind the board the entire time. And, of course, uh, all the stuff leading up to the show as well, making sure that we are good to go for the show. So last minute or two here on the uh, Gray Bar Sports Open Line. If you do want to chat, this is your last chance to do it. 314-436-7900. We'll see what happens with the... Cardinals trade and where it goes. And as we said, and I think as, uh, you know, Bob Ramsey kind of summed up as well, it seemed like it had come to that point with the Cardinals and with Tyler O'Neill that there wasn't much more, there wasn't much more forward that you're going to go. And it, uh, it seemed like John Mozalek put a stamp on that this week. So uh, we'll see again. It could be great for the Red Sox. It could be great for the Cardinals. It could be great for both. It could be, eh, it's okay for both. And that's sort of the way I think everybody looked at it. And if it is, if it's just eh, for both, then so be it. You've cleared your spot in the outfield. You also have cleared a possible bit of salary from from the books. And that's where I said, let's see where it goes, because let's see what the Cardinals do with uh, that bit of salary that that they have. Looking forward to conference basketball season uh, from all sides, whether you're a Billikens fan or a Lindenwood Lions fan, or an SIUE Cougars fan, or a Southeast Missouri Redhawks fan, because I think conference basketball is about as good as it gets. And I don't care what conference, big conference, small conference, everybody knows everybody. All the coaches know each other. They know each other's tendencies. Imagine when you're scouting a conference game, when those coaches are scouting a team, they're actually scouting two teams. They get to see them so many times. There's it's just, uh, it's so much fun. And in the OVC, which is where Lindenwood resides and where SIUE resides, that starts before the new year. It starts right after Christmas. In the A-10, it starts in January. But 
I love conference basketball. So wherever you are, uh, go out and support one of those uh, one of those local teams. I do not think you will regret it. Thanks again to Lynn Worthy, Daniel Esteve, Bob Ramsey, Jen Cease. Thanks to Matt Pauley for letting me sit in here on a Friday night. Thanks to you for tuning in on a Friday night and letting us chat your ear off for a couple hours talking about sports. Uh, I'll be back in uh, in a couple of weeks. Matt Pauley will be back in next week. And I'm Joe Pot. Keep it here on Camel X. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.